Hey friends, I'm Taylor and welcome to Taylor Asks a Question. I'm so thankful that you are here listening and joining me in my curiosities. We have more access to each other than at any other time in history, and yet we have never been more disconnected in our real life relationships. So let's connect. We'll discuss the wide spectrum of life's questions. We'll go from what are you binging on Netflix to how do you explain why bad things happen to good people? My hope is that these conversations will bring you joy, encourage you to lead out with compassion, help you discover the beauty and community, and most importantly, that the gospel of Jesus would go forth from this tiny corner of the world. Let's start asking questions. Hello friends, I am so excited for you guys to get to meet my longtime friend Amanda today um, and on this week's episode. Um, this We start out pretty lighthearted despite maybe some Harry Potter spoilers or reality TV show conversation. Um, again with the spoilers, you have been warned. Um, But before I move on to comments about the episode, we do have some other business to take care of. So I wanted to announce the winner of the Instagram contest for a free coffee. Uh, The winner is Lauren McDonald. So Lauren, congrats. And I will contact you to get your information. Uh, I really want to do another contest on Instagram if people seem to be interested in it. We did get a few comments, which was really fun. So um, definitely want to interact with people and the Instagram for the podcast is Taylor asks a question. So, uh, follow me there and like review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Um, so now to move on to a few comments about this episode, it is on the subject of addiction, which is a very serious illness. And my friend Amanda shares about her life now, um, in this episode, including how she, we, we kind of start at the end. So it starts with where she's at now, how she met her husband, and then we jump further back in time, um, about when addiction entered her life. And so I do want to mention, um, here, and it is mentioned in the episode as well, uh, that Amanda and I are not doctors or any sort of medical professional. So other than to seek rehabilitation or talking to your doctor, what we discuss should not necessarily be taken as prescriptive or any sort of medical advice. This is just Amanda's experience, and this is the story that we wanted to share. Um, like I said, addiction is very serious. And if you need to seek help, please reach out to adult and teen challenge or absolute ministries at the links provided in the show notes. Um, thank you guys for listening and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hi everyone. Welcome to Taylor asks a question. I am Taylor, and I am here with my dear friend, Amanda Anderson. Say hi, Amanda. Hi. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I'm Mm -hmm. literally so excited. Um, I'm also kind of nervous because we, I think we're hilarious, but I don't know if everybody, (laughs) I don't know if other people will think we're funny, but I, you are one person that I laugh with. Yes. All the time. Yes. So hard. We laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. I cry often from tears. Mm-hmm. Um, Can't breathe. <laughs> all of it. All yes. of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just so, so excited to have mm-hmm. you on. And as much as we um, are going to be laughing through this first part, I am just so thankful for what God has done in your life. And mm-hmm. I'm really, I really am honored that you said yes when I asked you to share this story because yeah. it is it's, it's hard. It's something that is hard for people to talk about a lot of times. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've said this in previous podcasts, but I'm like, "Mm, 90% of the people who will listen to this really know us or know me. And like, it, it will be very real and in that way. And so it's, I, I don't take it lightly that you were like, yeah, we'll share Mm -hmm. about, about what your story is. And so, um, First of all, why don't you just tell us um, about like who you are, what you do now, where did you grow up, what, you know, Okay, tell us about you. Okay. 
Um, so I grew up Washington girl, mm-hmm. always been Washington girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now I am happily married. Yay. With a one-year-old little boy and another baby on the way. Yay! Really excited. Public announcement. Yes. PSA. <laughs> yes, um, and right now I am working at a recovery center called Adult and Teen Challenge mm-hmm. um, as the educational coordinator. So Yay. I'm facilitating the curriculum they have for the program and loving it. Really excited to be there. So great. Yeah. You, Mm -hmm. like, so you were explaining this to me earlier, Mm -hmm. that you essentially get to pick, you get to pick out the curriculum, the books that they get to read, which is yeah, Mm -hmm. so exciting because it is a Christian-based program. So you, uh, Mm -hmm. literally, my, I just... That's so cool. I love that. I think that's so great. Yeah. There's like a (laughs) – Teen Challenge comes with like a set curriculum that they provide, but then we work through what's called a personal growth plan for each student, and attached to that is personal reading options, and that's where I get to kind of assign these books after kind of getting to know each student and what they've been through and where they're at and their relationship with God and their walk in recovery and things like that. So awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure Eric is, is like your greatest resource. Your husband. Yes. Yes. He's very well read. Yeah. Yeah. The guy just reads constantly, never watches TV. He just reads like so like completely like, Never watches TV. I would. No. I mean, opposites attract. I yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, I'm watching like the watch. dumbest thing on Netflix, and he's reading like <laughs> systematic theology next to me. So, but like, so how's Mr. Grudem? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the the Beverly Hills Housewives is great. Thanks yes. for asking. <laughs> oh, he he no. he won't let me watch that no. one. That's for sure. I but, yeah. I I don't. That is one reality show. I dipped my toe in and mm-hmm. have watched some of New York because I have this weird affection for Bethany Frankel. I don't know why, but yeah. I really liked her. She was only in the first four seasons and now I'm just like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. I still yeah. don't get it. I've watched like six seasons, which it's... is more and a little probably shameful mm-hmm. to admit. Um, but <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't understand the housewives thing. Mm-hmm. So if someone wants to like, at me go ahead and let me know yeah there's some there's some pop culture phenomenons that i'm just like mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't understand why you like that mm-hmm. I, but me either. i don't know maybe that could be said for mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know what are things that i like in pop culture that people are averse to but yes you are musicals. like musical <laughs> musicals are not pop culture that is musicals are its own category okay, okay. like those are for sure Special. uh yeah i yeah i do love you that is like something nobody likes anymore <laughs> like it kind of resurrected with high school musical and then now there's other now they do they take regular shows that are and they turn them in, they have musical episodes. Like yeah, I don't it's that, that's bad. No. That is a bad, bad like absolutely love Grey's Anatomy, but the one musical episode was just weird. It was it was really, really bad. But yeah. yes. Um so like what are your cause okay, I'll go first with like trash TV that I'm watching. Okay. Bachelor in Paradise. Oh my goodness. <laughs> was that judgment? No. No. So <laughs> My husband will probably listen to this, so I love you, honey, but he, okay, so he doesn't watch TV. However, he will, like, pop in as I'm watching TV, and he's very, like, it's always the worst part. This is ridiculous, which typically, yes, it is, but, like, I don't need anybody to point it out. I know that. You know what I mean? So I have to, like, be kind of picky and choosy, and so if I, like, if I put on, like, Bachelor in Paradise, yeah. you'd be like, I, I can't even be in the same room with you right now, so it's just, you know, um, but currently, because it's getting colder, mm-hmm. leaves are changing, Halloween vibes everywhere, yes. I am watching Harry Potter. Same. So, yeah. I, mm-hmm. oh, Harry, yes, I have two different Harry Potter shirts in my yes. Etsy cart that I'm still trying to decide on. Mm-hmm. I okay. Yes, I'm going to have a friend on to talk all about Harry Potter. 
Really? Yes. That's awesome. Yes. She uh-huh. I I she was like, I kind of know about Harry Potter. And I asked another friend of ours mm-hmm. and she was like, she knows the most about Harry Potter. I that's, don't know why. She's that's saying. so awesome. So so mm-hmm. there will be because we are doing a Twilight episode, right? Of us gals. Yes. So you guys will hear from Amanda. You're hearing this is the intro into very serious things that we'll we'll talk about soon, but just wanted you all to get to know her a little bit. And then mm-hmm. she's gonna join us again. Um soon for a twilight episode yes the vampire and werewolf yes. saga the so saga. we are we are so excited i cannot mm-hmm. wait it's gonna be so much fun to talk about that so okay um how do you watch do you do you start at year one and watch through or do you have like a particular harry potter yeah. that you like i start at one and okay. watch all the way through so okay. there's a couple that I are not my favorite, but it's like you have to watch it in order. That's how I feel anyway. You, you yeah. have to watch it in order. Well, so. so which one is your favorite? I think Half Blood Prince is my favorite, which is episode which is six. Six. Maybe six, yes. Okay. I watched that for the first time last week. Okay. Did you see I posted on Instagram story? I thought I had seen all the Harry Potters. Oh, yeah. And so I was like what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I just was yeah. losing my mind because yeah. I knew what had happened. Not, mm-hmm. I mean, what's the statutes of limitations? Do we say spoiler or do we, I'm just telling you now, if you kids, you haven't shown your kids Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, right. just turn it down for a minute. But right. so when Dumbledore dies, <laughs> yes. what's like shock. I moment. think I knew that. Right. I think somewhere along the lines, because mm-hmm. again, statutes of limitations Mm -hmm. it's been out for over a decade yeah you should have known it's the same thing i feel about like Mm -hmm. lord of the rings like i haven't seen return of the king which there are people out there that are literally dying or cursing at their speakers right now because i haven't seen that i've seen the other two lord of the rings (laughs) i haven't seen return of the king so i'm like what do they do with the ring do they make it to mordor i do not know but i (laughs) And thankfully, nobody has really spoiled it for me, which is right. nice. I ha- I need to watch it. I have easy access to it. But yes. So Half-Blood Prince was very, very good. Yeah. It, have yes. you, and I'm assuming you have read the books. I have not. Ooh. Yes. Wow. I have not. Heathen. I'm just so, kidding. Sorry, Siri. That's, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I okay. was definitely... Um, with you know the mom who was like Harry Potter's evil. Okay, like, yeah, because you went growing to up, a yeah. more very conservative evangelical right. church growing up, right? And so you were the Harvest Party generation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a good way to put that's, it. I mean, people know. People listening, right? No, yeah, they know what I mean by yeah. that. We definitely did go trick or treating, <laughs> but we all those all also like. Harvest, Harvest party, party. Hopped, trunk you know or treat? I mean? like, did was that the same? Okay. Yeah, that that I yeah that was a thing trunk too. Or treat. So, so trunk what's or treat. what's trunk or treat for those who are listening who do not know? And what is mm-hmm. a harvest party? Yes. Like why do some churches some churches still do this? And yes. some churches are against Harry Potter. Yes. There is Christian freedom. We'll talk about an episode <laughs> about Christian freedom mm-hmm. in that. Um, and if mm-hmm. you disagree, you can at me and talk about it. It's fine. I'm not offended by the fact that you don't want to watch Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so harvest party, what is a harvest party and what is trunk or treat? So they're pretty much different names for same event. <laughs> so, and it's typically held <laughs> in a church building and it is a safe place for children to dress up. And come and get candy mm-hmm. without actually participating in the Halloween, like demonic pagan, right? So it's aspect. usually it's definitely not held on Halloween. I have seen some of them that have been. Oh, I thought it was always on Halloween. No, it's as like a counter protest to like no, no pagan demons and vampires and stuff come where there's scarecrows and pumpkins mm-hmm. and yeah. So it does sometimes, but there's been a lot okay. of times where it's like. The day before, depending on when Halloween lands. Okay. But more times than not, my experience is that it's not on Halloween because they're avoiding celebrating that day. Oh, which is which is hilarious because it's actually Reformation Day. Right. And there are gonna be reformed people who listen to this and are like, Happy Reformation Day. Right. And it's like, yeah, it can be both. It's a both and yes. Yes. So, okay. If you want to dress your kids Trunk up as a ghost for Reformation Day, then I mean, <laughs> by all means. But I, you know. So then, trunk or treat. Yes. Is 
what? sort of the same thing. Right. I've seen, but it's in the parking lot. Yes. So people fill their trunks yes. with candy and you can go. Which does not know. sound safe if it was a singular car in a parking lot. Right. But it's, well, even like, I feel like it has gotten jacked up on steroids. Tr- trunk or treats right. have. People mm-hmm. are doing scenes in the back of their cars yeah. like creating like underwater themed and yeah, then they get the moms dress like ariel and they're passing out bubbles right. or i don't you know and it like they get into it mm-hmm. <laughs> into it yes so i mean we appreciate a good theme yeah we do we appreciate a good theme here yeah no and judgment but all it's, in effort it, but compared yeah. to what you had where it was like literally a candy in a bowl in someone's trunk right yeah and let's be real kids <laughs> just want candy so wherever this is like we can get it the adults trying to show off to each other that's that's, that's what it about. is now yes it's it's all for yeah. the gram right it's for the instagram yeah absolutely it's all for the perfect pick so that's so get true. that right <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what happened to just a good old bowl of candy in the back of a trunk no saying. kids are gonna come get that candy yes that's so funny okay so you were the trunk or treat generation right uh or harvest party generation mm-hmm. and you were not allowed to when harry potter came out how old were you i because it came out in 2001 the first book yeah. or the first movie i think yeah not pretty, I don't know. It was like 2000, early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. I don't do math, so I don't That's know. Fine. I was young. But okay. so I, you know, do you remember the controversy though? Well, not as I I just remember that my mom was just kind of like just no to it. No to the books, no to the movies. Um witchcraft and wizardry. Right, but didn't really understand it it was kind of just like the culture at the time that right. we were surrounded in was just like oh you know don't 100 percent. so um anyway but i remember going to school and on halloween we they showed the first movie in a class that i had as like part of a party cool and like everybody's just like oh you know i've seen harry potter and doing their own thing and i'm just sitting there like glued to the tv like this movie what is this magical world of hogwarts yes so (laughs) will i get my letter yeah (laughs) yes always um mom i want an owl for christmas yeah okay i know a wand yeah i mean wish so and then what's funny is that now my mom loves Harry Potter movies. Oh, how the tables have turned, loves Mary. Yes. Shout out to Mary Cunningham. Yes. We love you. Yes. We love, love you, love. But um, <laughs> yeah, loves the movies. My whole family loves them. And then, I mean, once like the Deathly Hollows came out, we were definitely like the midnight showings. You did. Yes. You did go to the midnight yes. showings of us. And okay. I mean, we definitely were like adults crafting wands out of sticks. <laughs> I mean, that happened. So, <laughs> wow, it's amazing what a decade will do right. and a little bit of yeah, growth. Yeah. That yes. That is so funny. Yeah. It's See, great. anyone can change. I remember me and a friend, I don't remember what it was for, but we definitely spent hours creating the Marauders map that they have. <gasps> oh my gosh. I no. solemnly swear I'm up yeah, to no yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Whole map. I don't remember what it was for, who it was for. I wish I knew, but it was you the coolest thing. Was. Was- okay, if it was you, we need you to add Amanda. Yes. You need to get in Who contact. Has the map? She- Who has Where's my it? Marauder's map? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That is, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, this is the first time that I have actually sat and watched through them intentionally because we all know that through October, Freeform, which was currently Fox Family, which yes. was ABC Family, mm-hmm. the OG. Which what was it before that? I don't know. That's that's where I stopped. yeah okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Freeform, mm-hmm. whatever they play them all the time, yeah. like literally the whole month of October. So yeah. I've always caught in pieces of things, mm-hmm. but never the whole story in itself. I yeah. do know. I've seen Deathly Hollows. Mm-hmm. I was that annoying girl who was like, why is this happening? What is this? Did I miss something? Like, was that in a previous? And I I remember just being like, oh, you don't have to explain, but was this in a previous movie? And someone would be like, yes. And I'd be like, okay. Because then it's like my fault. I didn't see it. So I'm not going to be like, well, tell me all about it. Like in the middle of the the movie, girls, listen to me. 
ladies, do not do that. Literally, Please. if you have a question, because it is mostly women, let's be honest. Yeah. Why is he doing that? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if you just watch the movie a little bit longer, like it will explain why. Right. Why they're going to this place. Typically. Why are they going there? Mm-hmm. You'll probably you'll probably find out when they get there. Yeah. And it's a That's bad what movie the... if it doesn't. <laughs> That's a Sunday. It's an indie film. Yeah. If they don't, you're it watching be there. You're watching an indie film if they don't explain it. Right. Pandering. Mm-hmm. We like pander. Lots of pandering. Yes. Um. But yeah, so I now have watched Deathly Hollows Part One, mm-hmm. which to watch all of those is an investment because each of de- the Deathly Hollows is two and a half hours. Right. Yeah. It you gotta block out time in the calendar, right, for a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It's uh-huh. but it's great. Like I I love it, and I feel like I'm really late. To the mm-hmm. party, which is fine. Yeah. I feel like they're evergreen. Yes. But it's been really fun to talk to a few different people about it. My pastor even referenced it last weekend awesome. in his message. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. this is the church I belong mm-hmm. at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it was great. Seriously. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I Okay. So that's one thing that you are watching. Where are you, you, where are you at in your... Or which one's... Which Harry Potter movies are not your favorite? Um, let's see. I think I don't like Prisoner of Azkaban. Really? I don't. Yeah. I don't think I like that one very much. I really love that one. Yeah. And, oh, uh, okay. This is the worst. Like, almost to the point where I'm like, this is a waste of Harry Potter movie. Order of the Phoenix with that annoying minister or the ministry lady who comes yes. to hogwarts to teach yes and i don't. ruins everybody's lives that was very annoying yeah i had never yeah. seen that yeah i had that was another one that i thought i thought i had seen them all but clearly yeah. i missed order of the phoenix and half-blood prince yeah. i had no idea what i was right. doing but i just mm-hmm. was like i have an anger and mm-hmm. a rage within me towards yeah. this woman yeah who kind of reminds me um who does she remind me of Oh, there was another character that I was like, oh, you are so annoying. I want to just. Yeah. Uh, I can't, but she. Oh. She's like the definition of nails on a chalkboard. Like you're just like, stop, yeah. cringe through the yeah. whole thing. It was not good. Mm-hmm. But there are, you, there are a few characters that you really like. Yeah. Bellatrix? Yeah. I mean, she's oh, no. like evil, but she's hilarious. So. Yes. Yes. So I love, and she's like wild and crazy and does not care. And I love it. You know, yeah, but not for anything she good. She gives zero cares. About yeah. Things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then Dumbledore, man, that guy is wise. He, you I, know, like he's just. I wish I had a grandpa like Dumbledore. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I truly. It was, I had love. like a moment because he's had a quote. <laughs> Listen, it's real. Do you it's have this really as short. a tattoo? No. Do you have this as a tattoo? No, no, no. But he had, it was just a really short quote, but it like, I'm like for our day and age, like our lives right now, the culture. And he said something about soon you'll, there'll be a time where you have to choose between what is easy and what is right. And I was like, chills. I'm pretty sure that's in Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, I'm like. I'm getting goosebumps right now. It's It's just like, that's, that's so true of our culture I mean, I'm not going to be a heretic and be like. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. It's not scripture, guys, but it is true. Valid. I'm yes. not I'm not holding mm-hmm. it up to the Bible. I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. I would never, mm-hmm. never, truly never compare Harry mm-hmm. Potter to scripture. Mm-hmm. But stuff like that, I was like, J.K. Rowling. Yep. Yes. Honest. Bless you. <laughs> yes. Who would have thought? I mean, yep. who would have thought? Mm-hmm. J.K. She is not J.K. and around. <laughs> Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, my oh, it's classic, classic yes. joke. Okay, so that's what you're watching. Yes, that's kind of a part of your life. You watch <laughs> movies and mm-hmm. TV, and your husband just reads through your library. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> the many, many books we own. Yes, so, um, we'll kind of We'll start at the end. We're starting at the end, which is where you're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us 
briefly how you and Eric met because that is relevant to what we are talking about and like our more serious aspect of this. Um, So tell us how you and your husband met. Yes. So we met, um, I was in recovery. I was still in a program essentially. Um, And I was interning for the place that I had just gone through, um, through rehab and uh, I was interning to be on staff there. And he had also gone through the same program, a men's facility, not a women's facility, um, and then had transitioned into a, another program that was kind of a faith-based transitional housing. Okay. Absolute is what it's called. Right. Okay. Absolute Ministries. That's it. Okay. So mm-hmm. they go to rehab and then they do absolute. Yes. Yeah, so absolute will take people who have gone through any 30 day inpatient facility. Okay. So that's, that's kind of their policy. Okay. Um, so it is connected, associated with adult and teen challenge. Okay. And the um, founder of it went through adult and teen challenge himself. Oh, okay. Yeah. And oh, then created really cool. absolute ministries. Yeah. So he had gone through absolute ministries and my husband is currently working there. I was interning for adult and teen challenge. And because of the connections um, I had, uh, staff members who were friends of mine too and knew me and they kind of, um, they kind of set us up, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, absolute had a banquet and I got invited and they were kind of like, okay, well, we want you to meet somebody and here he is. And then I just, we met and you're like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. And I, nothing really happened either. that night, but then afterwards, you know, I just, through the connections was around him and that's kind of how that started. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's, so also let's, we, we did kind of talk, we we talked about this previously, but um, that is not a standard love story for two addicts. Right. Yes. (laughs) Former addicts. Yes. Like that. So talk, talk about that really quick because we want to make sure that people that are listening are very aware that like, yeah, that is not standard practice or advice or so you both very much went against the grain in this yeah. way. And it like all glory to God right. and for his yeah. provision and protection over your relationship yeah. and wisdom for mm-hmm. you both and discernment and accountability. Right. Yeah. So what I mean, because we don't we mm-hmm. certainly don't want people being like rehab's fine and then I'll find love because that is no. not wisdom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to definitely correct that. Um, so what, so you would consider your, I mean, were, were other people kind of surprised around you who are also in Teen Challenge or like, or in stuff like, because they set you up. So right. mm-hmm. it must've been something about each of you. Yeah. Like I besides, mean, I mean, obviously like God, it yeah. was totally God's Absolutely. providence yeah. for you guys to be together. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, could you speak to that a little bit? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. So, I mean, it it was not of our own doing. Uh-huh. Neither one of us were seeking relationship. Um, he was at a place where he was farther along in his recovery. Um, and both of us knew individually that, you know, we wanted marriage. We wanted, you know, yeah. those were things we wanted in our lives. Um, but I know for myself – I was like, I I can't focus on that right now because I need to be at a healthy place in order to enter into a relationship with somebody. Right. Um, And, and I was getting there, but it just was not my focus. And so um, when we were introduced, it wasn't out of, it wasn't out of us really looking for anything. So, but typically, you know, when you are in addiction and going through recovery, Mm -hmm depending on, you know, where that addiction started or mm-hmm. what happened within that addiction. Um, everybody's story is a little bit different, but right. typically it's, you know, like suggested you give your recovery some time before even considering dating somebody. Right. Okay. So mm-hmm. real quick, we, <laughs> I will say, we will say this probably multiple times that Clearly, we are not doctors of any kind, so please do not, like, 
take our advice necessarily as prescriptive. This is mm-hmm. merely um, primarily Amanda's experience yeah. and things that we have said. So this is not medical advice. This is not something that should be taken. <laughs> not necessarily like, yeah, mm-hmm. not, not reflective of your circumstance or what we think right. you should do. You take it and you need to seek professional help if you, yes, if you have any, any addiction issues or anything. We'll we'll talk more about that and we will give a disclaimer multiple times. Yeah, to not. <laughs> this is not medical advice, right? No. <laughs> this is just an experience, just my experience. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So you know, it it's typically a good thing to just wait for a while. Um, but again, everybody's stories are different mm-hmm. and. I know there's plenty of people who enter into recovery who are married or, you know, and think there's been brokenness and, you know, recovery and rehab brings reconciliation through that. Mm, So that's really beautiful. Yeah. So there, I mean, there's all sorts of different things, but as a single individual, you know, I would say, you know, it's, it's good to give it some time. And yeah. and it wasn't like I had, you know, I wasn't just like a month clean and then right. I met somebody right. like it had been over a year, you right. know, and I was in a program still, we had heavy accountability in right. our dating relationship, um, and support and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were walked through it in a very healthy way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was really good and definitely a God thing cause we weren't seeking that on our own. Yeah. Um, that's really, that's yeah. so cool. And yeah. that was after, so again, kind of working backwards, mm-hmm. um, we're going to, I will, I'll just say this and we're actually going to go further back in your story. So you, this was actually after your second correct yes. stint in adult yeah. teen challenge. Yep. Okay. So going back to you growing up, um, what was like your, like, high school experience going into working and how mm-hmm. did um because part of the bit a big part of your story of like redemption is about addiction and so mm-hmm. what um I guess with this episode I'm going to talk about what led to that how did that ha- how did that mm-hmm. start what um yeah so you have, so how old were you like, or I guess start like in high school with like, Mm -hmm. did you do, you know, did you do anything in high school? What were, you know, what was like your teenage Mm -hmm. years like? Yeah. Cause you, Mm -hmm. you had mentioned you were getting, you had mentioned to me before this, but you didn't actually start having more addictive tendencies until you were more of an adult. Right. So I think through high school, I, you know, did, you know, the random drinking, um, or I think, you know, probably smoked weed a couple times, but it was super like, it was not ever consistent thing. And even when it happened, it was like, it was like this line of like, I'm doing it, but I'm not actually really doing it, you know? So I would drink, but never get drunk. I would Mm -hmm. smoke weed, but never really get too high. You know, Mm -hmm. it was just kind of almost peer pressure. It was a peer peer pressure thing for the most part. As a a Christian, were you like, I can't believe I'm doing this. We're like, I mean, I feel okay about doing this, but like, or like Mm -hmm. people are pressuring me to do this, but I don't really want to. Well, it's an interesting thing because- I had those thoughts, mm-hmm. but it was not out of any sort of conviction. It was out of what would other people think of me oh. if they knew I was doing this and was a Christian. What will my youth pass? Not so, what okay. would God think of me, but what, what would other people think of me? Interesting. Mm-hmm. So fear of man. Right. So what will my youth pastor think? What will my my small group leader think? What right. will my friends at youth group say? Mm-hmm. And Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so very, mm-hmm. very man-centered yes. fear. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that was high school, and then you go through high school. You, um, uh, then you start working. You started working at like fifteen, didn't you? Uh, or 16, 16. 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So started working at a daycare when I was sixteen, um, and when I was. I was in the middle of my junior year. Uh-huh. Um, 
I was failing. I mean, I just was not doing well at Mm -hmm. school. I never really did well at school, but really struggling. Um, and just straight up told my mom, I was not going back to school. I wasn't, I wasn't doing it. I quit. Mm. Um, she didn't like that very much, of course. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so it was a whole event. She took like car keys Mm. and cell phone and the TV remote randomly that was in my room. (laughs) And uh, was just mad, you know, and so I like ran away to my friend's house and it was this whole thing. But out of that, um, we had a dear friend who was at a uh, who was a principal at an alternative school. Mm. And my mom reached out to her and was able to get me into an alternative school. And I graduated high school. Yay. With like 13 minutes to spare, turned in all my work, 13 minutes to the deadline for me to graduate. Yep. But I did. So, <laughs> but it happened. Yep. yep. So, graduating. That high is school. that is amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I know who mm-hmm. that principal lady is. And yes. she's just the greatest mm-hmm. human. Um. Okay. And then you just went and you did you ever consider college or were you just like working full time? No, I um just started working full time. I. I mean, I didn't really like high school, mm-hmm. so for furthering my education was not something I was <laughs> really uh, jazzed about. And you so. were involved in church? Right. Yes. So I was going to church with my family on Sundays mm-hmm. um, consistently and uh, started becoming a youth volunteer mm-hmm. and in youth group became a youth volunteer or Leader, I guess, would be yes, the right youth word, leader. youth leader. Which is probably where I met you. Right. That's yeah, where we, we, met. we met. Enter Taylor Little. Yes. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. Oh, and our lives, both our lives were changed. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think I was like 18 or 19 when I met you. Yeah. And you're a, you're a year younger than me. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Okay, so you were a youth leader at the church that we... We were both, we were both on leadership. Yes. We both did mm-hmm. youth. Yep. There's a whole, whole crew group of us. Yes. Whole crew. <laughs> we were very, very tight. Yes. Oh my gosh. Just... So many nights at Applebee's. And oh, and in the parking lot. And in the park. Just Why did we standing... hang out in the parking that lot? That is a church thing i i guess it's after a youth group or after whatever you just like stand in the parking lot and talk and i think it's maybe if someone can explain to me why this is like a church people thing if it is it may not be i've only experienced it with like people at church because it's like you just want to keep talking right and so but the they're they're locking up the building and setting the security code and you have to get out and so but you're not going to like sit in a car with like boys. Yeah, so you just stand outside. Cause okay. it's. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're youth leaders, you cannot give any appearance no. of foul play, but no. um, you, so new parking lots were just neutral territory and right. people could see what was happening. And yes. so it was always talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, do you remember meeting uh, Voldemort? <laughs> he who must he, not he be who named. He who must not be named. Yes. Oh, Enter Voldemort to my life. Yes. Another <laughs> another youth leader uh-huh. in our crew. Uh-huh. That is where we met. Yes. And uh, he did not like me. Did not like no, you. No, he didn't. It's well, okay. He didn't like a lot of people. So fair. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you know, he just <laughs> anyway. So we met, mm-hmm. started dating, mm-hmm. um, but was a rough relationship from the beginning. It was just very turbulent. I was very, very committed, and he was not. <laughs> So you were like, but we're married in my mind. Yeah. So just like right. go with it. I'm treating it as Voldemort. that's our trajectory. Yeah. But you he did. was not on board and I was <laughs> so invested. I did not see that. And yeah, I would um, say. Yeah. 
and ignored the many, many warning signs from friends in observance of us so and family members. Do you think that that was, so this was all pre before you got before addiction. Yes, this was before all of that. But so do you think that there is some tells of like addictive personality to like how mm-hmm. that related to like an actual addiction with mm-hmm. um, prescriptions? Yeah. Or I any think sort of drug, I suppose. I really think, um, my lack of understanding who I was completely. Lack of identity. Okay. Yes. So even and, though you were in church, right. you were raised in church, right? you had a, a lack of identity. Yes, because I, I think from a very, very young age, I was able to observe what was supposed to happen, mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do, yep. and mimic that behavior. Mm-hmm but not own it ever. Right. And so I think that there were, there were moments mm-hmm. where Jesus got a hold of my heart for sure. But, um, 99% of my, you know, growing up years and church and all of that, I, in, yeah. in any environment, I saw what what you were supposed to do, how mm-hmm. you were supposed to behave. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, I was like a chameleon, basically yeah. just mimic whatever was Which happening. Which is interesting in your family dynamic because mm-hmm. you are the oldest. Yeah. And normally the middle or youngest learn from the oldest right. and go, oh, they did these things. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. And they learn from them. But even though you mm-hmm. were the oldest, you were still, I yeah. mean, and that, I think that that's true of like, our generation mm-hmm. and church yeah. is like, it's, I know what I need to do on Sundays mm-hmm. and what my mom wants to hear yeah. and what my mom wants to see or my grandparents or yeah. my youth pastor who mm-hmm. I'm, you know, or what my girls in my small group that yeah. I'm leading should think that right. I'm doing. Right. And, and yeah. And I was, think that cause all that time there was always, you know, internal, battles, feelings, hurts, opinions, Mm. ideas, but I was able to mask that with what I was supposed to say, what I was supposed to look like, what Mm. I was supposed to do. And I think that then translated into using drugs as a mask too. So I think it was just, it easily moved into that to mask who what was going on inside, mm-hmm. you know, I just, yeah, because I just never, ever had a firm grasp of identity. In so. Jesus, mm-hmm. or like the gospel even. Yeah. Like what, like yeah, no. I have, I have had this conversation with like that season of life. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I don't say this in any means to be arrogant. It's actually mm-hmm. kind of shameful. But if someone were to be like, what's the gospel at that age, I would have been like, I don't know what you mean. But if right. someone's like, well, tell me the story of Jesus. I'd be like, oh, he was born in a manger to whoever. Like, I could tell you that. But right. to have someone ask me what the gospel was, mm-hmm. I would have been like, I don't know yeah. what that means. Right. And and so, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. very, very interesting. So – lack of identity that's that's such such a good connection to mm-hmm. did did you have that like internal self-awareness at the time like when you started using which we haven't necessarily got there in that story but mm-hmm. like when you started using did you have that self-awareness or at the time or is this now in reflection you're going oh i but like, oh, I did this, like I took this and I could mask what I was doing. So mm-hmm. when you were playing the part in church, were you fully aware that that's what you were doing? Playing the part? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that was even into adult, mm-hmm. as you were an adult, not just growing up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then 18, 19, 20, we mm-hmm. get to 20. Yeah. And you had been so in that- the relationship with Voldemort. Right. Um. In the relationship, moved out of my parents' house um, into an apartment with a friend. And uh, I have had really bad knee pain my entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
decided to go to the doctor about it. And the doctor very easily prescribed pain medication for this pain. Because you had no history of like anything? No. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just kind of was like, oh, you have pain. Here's pain meds, you know? What was the prescription? So it was Vicodin. That's where it started was the prescription for Vicodin. Um, And I, I can genuinely say at that point, I had absolutely no awareness of what taking these pills long-term would do. And I was never told from the doctor what could happen. No. So I got this pain medication and took it and it helped my pain. And I was allowed to refill and refill. It wasn't like, hey, you know, use these when the pain's really bad. Mm -hmm. It was a take one of these every four to six hours and let us know when you're out kind of a thing. Whoa. So, um, I, and so I like what, so you got like a 30 day prescription or like they were just like, here's 30 pills. Let us know when you need more. Right. Yeah. That's, was it intent? Was it intended for you to last like 30 days? Like, isn't, I mean, is that typical for pain medication? Uh, no, usually they give you a certain amount of pills and tell you the time frame in which to take them. Okay. And so depending on how many pills you get and how often you take them will depend on how, when you run out. Okay. <laughs> so if you're taking them properly. <laughs> if you're taking them yes. responsibly. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> to actually manage pain. Right. Yes. Not just numb right. yourself out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was when you were 20. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And so... Yeah. You, so I pain went away for a right, while. Yeah. So taking them normally, um, mm-hmm. but consistently. Okay. And so, um, I can't say off the top of my head, but there, I think it's after three days of taking pain medication, um, your body will start to react to the lack of medication if you stop taking it. And that's just after three days. Really? So it's yes. a matter of days, not right. weeks. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and the severity of how you feel, I mean, it's, it's minor, but okay. you still, you feel the effects of okay. stopping it wow. after three days. Um, somewhere around there. I don't want to say it's exactly three right, days. Right, right, right. Somewhere around. It's days anyhow. Again, you um, can, whoever's, if you yes. want to fact check us, yes. go ahead. Yes. It's, nobody's offended here. Right. We're not doctors. Yes. And <laughs> people's bodies are different, but it, yes. it, it, you do feel an effect. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so I had been taking it, you know, continually for probably months. Wow. Um, and you know, realized when I took it, I would feel a little bit better. Mm -hmm. It would be a little fun. And so there were times when I was like, well, maybe I'll take two, you know, instead of one feel, you know, I'm going out with friends tonight, take two and have a good time. Pop a pill and have a drink. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I mean, it's not funny. I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. (laughs) Right. Cause it is very serious, but there are some things right. that it's just but like typical behavior in yeah, our culture for sure. It really that is. is like very yeah. casual. Like that's a very acceptable casual thing to do. Yes. So yeah, that's, that mm-hmm. is very, very true. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, anyway, so yeah, so, you know, there were moments where I was definitely taking a little bit more and then I would feel comfortable taking a little bit more so that I would take a little bit more. And so wow. there was some experimenting around that, you know. So and, you got comfortable with two pills and then you're right. like, what does three feel like? Oh, right. too much. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to two for a while and yeah. then, okay. And I remember they really helped me um, sleep. Like, I just oh, remember like okay. sleep was like amazing. So I would, uh, there was a lot of times where it would be like, oh, I'm going to take like three before I go to bed. And just sleep, you know. Wow. Um, so th- you know, there were there were instances of that, but I wasn't really like I didn't think that anything was really going on at that point. I really wasn't really aware of like you're going down a wrong path. Again, because I was never explained to by the doctors. Like you can get addicted to this. That this is what addiction problems. is. Like, yeah. 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 Um so how did you find out? Or like what was the I ran out. <laughs> Okay. So, yes. <laughs> That'll do it. Yep. So ran out of my prescription and cause that, you know, slowly but surely I started taking more at a time. So my prescription would run out and I Faster. would still have a couple days until the refill was allowed. Oh. So, um, 
so in that time frame in between running out and the refill, I realized that I feel like crap when I don't have them. Yeah. Um, And not just, mm -hmm. I mean, I am uh, being, what's the word? Um, Speculating here, Mm -hmm. but not just physically. It was also emotional at that point because of your relationship with he who shall not be named. Yes. So um, that was tumultuous constantly. And there was just always things happening. And again, because I was all in and he was not, and you didn't have identity. Would you say that you, I mean, was your identity in the future you that you hope to be? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like being his wife. Yeah. And And so I, I think I was trying very hard to form an identity with him. That's Mm -hmm. kind of what like, it was just so intense. Um, and he, yeah. And so it was, and just, he let you like, yeah. that's the other thing yeah. is he, he allowed you to do that, which I, yeah. you are a verbalizer and you speak your mind. Mm-hmm. Like you are not, you are like me in this. And I don't mean to be like, you're not quiet, but like you, especially with someone like that and people you care about, like mm-hmm. you don't have a problem expressing how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that he knew. Well, interestingly, I am that way, except for when it comes to that dating relationships. Oh, so it's even plot a, twist. Yeah, it's even. I mean, you know, be real. It's an, yeah, even, yeah, yeah. an issue in my current marriage, my communication, okay. and okay. my. I don't say things that I need okay. to say. So, so, so this is interesting. Mm-hmm. So let's talk mm-hmm. briefly. We'll move from from addiction to talking. So, mm-hmm. because I also agree that there are a lot of misconceptions with people mm-hmm. uh, obviously you and I are both women but I think women who can appear or people who can appear extroverted mm-hmm. and confident and people who speak their mind or who are very opinionated yeah. that there is a big misconception that oh they're clearly good communicators or they know how to yeah. share when things are wrong mm-hmm. or they they don't get insecure mm-hmm. and it's like just cuz what you see like in a group of people or right. on Social media or even meeting Mm -hmm. one time does Mm -hmm. not equal the fact that, like, Mm -hmm. extroverted, boisterous, you know, Mm -hmm. entertaining type people don't have stuff going on. Right. I mean, that's – we've learned this over many years Mm -hmm. from different actors who have, like, committed suicide or OD'd or what Mm -hmm. have you. Like, Robin Williams Mm -hmm. is a really good example of that. So. But mm-hmm. you weren't just like so so when it comes to you're saying even now in your marriage, mm-hmm. it's hard for you. How what are things that you know are true? Like biblically, as a Christian wife and a Christian woman, like mm-hmm. what are things like if someone who is struggling to express themselves, like even though it's so much easier said than done. But what are mm-hmm. truths or things that you would advise to like a young wife or an engaged couple or someone that's dating? Mm-hmm. Like what are what are those truths that that they can be like be assured in or to help motivate or encourage them to like express their feelings? Cuz mm-hmm. obviously we are not perfect. We're still yeah. going to struggle in those things and you said you it's still mm-hmm. it's still hard which mm-hmm. uh you know spoiler alert marriage is really hard <laughs> i am is. not married but i'm never if you're married and you're listening mm-hmm. you know it's true and if you're single you're welcome it's yeah. really hard. <laughs> it's it's hard yeah and so um yeah what are some things that you would encourage mm-hmm. people who who are like that yeah um you know i I think that for me, it's been, um, again, going back to my identity in Christ Mm -hmm. too, and, Mm -hmm. and that grace and love that Jesus Mm -hmm. has for me, um, and resting in that too. And resting in the fact that my, my, you know, again, and coming at this from a perspective of two believers in a marriage. So, I mean, I imagine if, other people are in, you know, an unequally yoked marriage. Right. That the, it's a little bit different. It, um, and it's probably a lot a harder. Lot different. A, so, yes. a lot different and yes. a lot more complicated because yes. 
you're not coming mm-hmm. from the same worldview. You probably mm-hmm. don't view marriage different or communication or yeah. expectations or any of that. But yeah. yes, but I think that there are still, I, I guess, rather than what are truths that you know, mm-hmm. like what are lies that you mm-hmm. believed about your communication yeah. in your relationship? Yeah. Those are probably easier That's probably to identify. Easier. Yeah. I think for me, it's um, that what I think or what I have to say is ridiculous mm. or it doesn't matter. Because emotions are stupid. Right. Yes. Yeah. And because I have to fight constantly from from letting my emotions lead everything in my life, which is, you know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people yeah, deal with that. For sure. But I am, there's a constant struggle of like, am I, am I just feeling this? Am I, is it just all emotion feeling this way mm-hmm. or do I need to take a step back and think about it logically Mm -hmm. or do, you know, and so it is, it's a lot of the times it's like, I feel this way, but I feel stupid for feeling this way. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I struggle with, you know, like I don't want confrontation in relationship marriage. I don't want, um, that person mad at me. Right. Um, you know, and and when you find your identity in that person, right. Like you did with this other person, which, Mm -hmm before your husband mm-hmm. like that's the like that's your idol that's like yeah. your worst thing is like my identity is in this person I they can't mm-hmm. be mad at me right. so like how do I need to change to yeah meet this right. thing where now mm-hmm. your identity is not in your husband right so yes. the difference would be that like mm-hmm. those things do matter right like we're not to be ruled by them right Mm-hmm. But yeah, but I think just so many years struggling with yeah. that identity or with trying to just look the part, mm. I again find myself in a position where I'm like, if I say this, if I feel this way, I am not being the picture of a perfect wife or a perfect Christian or a perfect Christian. And so it's, it is, it's just this internal struggle of like, you know, like, what do I do? And mm-hmm. so, you know, it. I have to process a lot before I'm like, okay, like this is how I feel, Mm. you know, what, you know, what do I say? How do I say it? And pushing myself to actually be vulnerable with my husband, Mm. share my opinions with him, um, let him lead me, you know, all of Mm. these things. Um, and in our relationship, the dynamics of our relationship, he, um, he has a lot more understanding of, of the Bible than I, you know, I would, mm-hmm. he's just, he has spent a lot of his time in that where I am mm-hmm. still, I'm still growing. And we're both still growing. Right. But he just, he has a lot of knowledge mm-hmm. or I see him as that. And so sometimes I feel stupid sometimes mm-hmm. too. And even just like handling these things or having questions or things like that. It's, it's, it's difficult, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think it is, it's just a lot of like insecurity. Um, and just remembering, you know, like where, you know, my identity and that, you know, it's yeah. So that's, mm -hmm. that's, yeah. Uh, I think that that, those are like common Mm -hmm. struggles and that's good advice to remember that, you know, Mm -hmm. For the Christian and for anyone, like, for the Christian, our identity is only found in Christ. And for anyone right. else, like, I pray that the Lord would mm-hmm. reveal himself to you and you would receive Christ and mm-hmm. become a Christian. But also, mm-hmm. it is not to be found in your partner. It is not, like, those are golden calves. Like, yeah. those are right. Those are just false idols yeah. to, and, that are you're worshiping. Yeah, and, and I think, too, you know, and finding myself having expectations of my husband um and that you I'm sure you share satisfy yeah you but know I, what I mean that, like, or you didn't share is right. what I mean like yeah that you don't actually share but you have an expectation that why isn't he yeah. meeting this yeah yeah unspoken expectations yeah. all of the time yeah so um and he's human and imperfect mm-hmm. and is not meant to meet all of my expectations and satisfy every longing and need that I have. Yeah. And, you know, in those moments of disappointment, like remembering mm-hmm. he's not supposed to be that person. Mm-hmm. God is supposed yeah. to be that person. Yeah. Um, That's and good. as much as those moments hurt sometimes, mm-hmm. they're 
a beautiful reminder of who God is in my life mm-hmm. and pulls me back in the yeah. right direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, so that's good. So going back to, so good compare and contrast of like one relationship to another in your life. Yes. And so to go back to you, how, how bad did it get? So you were, you ran out when you ran out of pills and you Mm -hmm. realized, did you have the thought of like, I'm maybe I have an addiction. I, I don't remember. I I don't remember thinking that at that point. I just, um, I just, I really like, I hadn't really been exposed to anybody in addiction um, at that point. Yeah. And I felt like I'm getting these prescribed from a doctor. This yeah. isn't drugs I'm using off the street. Right. So I it was definitely justifying right. in my brain. Okay. But definitely not at a point of acknowledging what was happening. Okay. I just thought that, you know. And at what so then at what point how long how long did that go on? How long were you um, getting refills for like a year or two years? It was a couple years. So I, okay. I can't remember exactly the time frame, but it was a couple years. And through those years, the kinds of medication got progressed into more intense she went stuff. So Vicodin. I went from Vicodin to Percocet mm-hmm. to then higher milligrams of Percocet and for pills. Okay. Um, and so that, you know, that all progressed. Um, and throughout that, you know, I had been in relationship work, all these yeah. things and stuff like that had moved a couple times. Um, and I remember at one point I was living with another friend and I was in the bathroom. And at that point I had been like, you know, using too much medication and I had started snorting the medication, like crushing these pills and snorting them. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and saying out loud, oh my God, I'm an addict. Like I remember that moment so clearly, like just looking at myself and being like, I'm an addict, you know, like, and it was, (laughs) it was, it was rough. Wow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So what happened? Up? So then you just like accepted that and moved on with life or how did you, did you well, seek help? That's when the, the guilt and shame spiral starts. So mm-hmm. realizing that that was a pivotal point of like, okay, this is what you're doing. You are an addict. And I had a choice of, okay, I'm acknowledging this. And I, you know, I know probably getting help is probably the best decision mm-hmm. but i was like i don't know how to tell people that this is happening to me right because yeah how how often did you see restoration happen in your life when someone admitted something bad or mm-hmm. something shameful mm-hmm. had you seen many examples in your life of people being restored or did you see more like Oh, they did something very dark and shameful, and yeah, I I didn't see many yeah. many stories of restoration. Okay. I saw many stories of hey, I messed up, and you there, and there there are consequences for things. Not for to sure. say that they're not, but I did not see support and love come out of which is different than mm-hmm. enablement, right? Like yeah. there is a very clear difference between loving discipline Mm -hmm. and restoration and enablement. Yeah. And I mean, I had had, you know, I, I have great supportive parents where, you know, I've had, you know, moments where, you know, you did something wrong, you get caught or you confess. And, but at at this level of like, it it felt on the scale, you know, like this is massive. Yeah. And like, it, yeah, it was just really, and I, so I just didn't, I didn't know how to tell people. I didn't want people to know. Mm. Um, and to be honest, I didn't want to stop. That was part of it too, was it was just like, I'm acknowledging what I'm doing and who I am right now, but I don't, I don't want to stop doing this either because this is how I'm functioning now. Wow. So telling people or getting help would mean me having to stop this and that's not what I want. Mm. 
Okay, so I know that that seems kind of cut off, um, but there wasn't much that pretty much you just said like, yeah, okay. And, and so I just edited it and cut it off and I'm still learning how to edit, <laughs> but I like to think of that more as a cliffhanger to have you listen to next week. Um, we did start at the end of the story. So you do already know that there is hope and restoration within Amanda's testimony And next week, um, we'll be releasing part two, but I don't want to overlook the fact that someone listening may need to reach out to someone for help, um, or you yourself may be listening and you may feel that you need hope and restoration. And I am praying that if you are listening and you know someone that you would be discerning and use wisdom in in approaching that person, um, about their addiction. And if you are listening and you need help, help, please know that you can reach out, um, adult and teen challenge. Um, their website is teenchallengeusa.org and I will put a link in the show notes. Um, so I do want to emphasize that this is only part one of Amanda's story and next week you're going to hear more of her, um, rehab, her relapse and then her restoration. Um, And I wanted to end by reading a part of um, Romans 8 to encourage those who um, just need some encouragement as we are all so weak in our flesh and we have much hope in Christ and in what God has done for us. So I would encourage you to read all of Romans 8. I think it speaks pretty directly to the weakness of our flesh and the glory and goodness of God and what he did in sending Jesus. So this is Romans 8, 28 through 30. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. He works all things out for the good of those who are loved according to his purpose. I just, that is such a life verse for me. And again, I just encourage you, you can Google Romans 8, and I would suggest the ESV translation but I hope you guys enjoyed this and um, thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Taylor Asks a Question. <laughs>